Hello. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and ladies, and buenos dias, buenos tardes, apremiti. Those are some languages, some things that I... Hey, hey, it's me, Jake. This is episode 136 of the podcast. My guest this week, I'm very excited about a lot of things right now. First of all, I'm just getting ready to go to New Orleans for the Jazz and Heritage Festival, which I've done every year. This will be, I think, my 21st or 22nd year. That's what happens when you do something 20... One or 22 years, you can't remember the exact... It doesn't... What matters is the good time that you have. Don't forget that about your life. What matters is your good time. So I hope you're enjoying yourself. I hope you're enjoying yourself right now. Um, I hope you know that I care about you, and I can't wait for us to be together again at the Comedy Club. Ha <laughs> ha! Segway. So, May 9th, I'm going to be at the Hollywood Improv here in Southern California. In Hollywood, on Melrose Avenue, May 9th. I'm going to be there with Nigel... Nigel Lawrence, who is a regular guest contributor of the podcast, and he is going to be on the show. This is your chance to see us together. Then May 14th through 16th, I'm going to be in Detroit, Michigan. I'm going to survey the damages and consider the possibilities of a future lived in a cold northern land in a house that I paid a pack of cigarettes and a bag of donuts for. May 14th through 16th, I'm going to be in Detroit. I'm really looking forward to, to seeing that city and uh, seeing some people who like me, who I also like then, and that's true of everywhere I go. For example, May 21st through 24th, I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. at the D.C. Improv. Welcome back to that place for me. I love it in D.C. D.C. Improv. May 21 to 24th, June 5 to 7, I'm going to be in New York City at Gotham Comedy Club. And then, I have said this before and I'm saying it again. June 22 to 28th. Actually, it's 22 to 27th. I'm at the Soho Theater in London with another show on the 29th. I'm taking a day off on the 28th. Actually, they, it's forced. They're forcing me to do that. Um, come to London. See me at the Soho Theater. Or if you live in London, just take a tube to that place. I don't know. I'm going to have to figure all this out when I get there, but I can't wait for us to be together on the tube in London. And speaking of tubes, this week's guest on my podcast is Kira Soltanovich, and I've been on her podcast, which is very funny. You can check that out if you didn't hear me on that before, but she's part of the, she's a new member of the All Things Comedy podcast network, which I've spoken about before, and I'd, I'd ask you to please check out, but it's a uh, it's a she. She has a great podcast. She's a very funny uh, comedian, and she's one of these people who I met. I can't remember if I I didn't meet her at Podfest. I saw her again at Podfest. This was the thing that kept happening with, to me with Kira. Is I would see this uh, attractive woman, and I would think, oh, I better not. I don't want her to catch me looking at her. And then I would look over and I go, damn, she's she sees that I'm looking at her. And then she would come over and talk to me, and I realize, oh, that's Kira. I know her. Um, anyway, that's a compliment to Kira. If she's listening, I doubt she even... Who's got time to listen to this? She's got one child on the ground and another child in in the uh, making. And she's getting ready to fund her own comedy special, which I think is going to record... Well, she mentions it in the show, but I think it's going to record May 10th. So that's the... You can come to my show at the Improv and then come see her show. But she's funding her special at Tube Start. Remember I said, speaking of tubes... <laughs> I know what I'm doing, ladies and gentlemen. Don't lose faith in me. I'm here to help you and my friend Kira Soltanovich, S-O-L-T-A-N-O-V-I-C-H. Kira Soltanovich. you got to go to Tube Start, and you can help fund her special um, and see a picture of her kid who I've never seen. 
look at that. There he is. He's wearing a Batman shirt. That's you. So K-I-R-A-S-O-L-T-A-N-O-V-I-C-H at TubeStart. Go check that out. How's that? You like to start off your show with a lot of spelling. I know you do. I know I do. And that's over now. So you can stop your complaining about that and get ready to listen to my friend Kira on this week's podcast. I'll be back to check in with you at the end after this part of the music and then the thing. I love this. Yeah, you've always got to bring down the budget. Nobody's ever and saying, well, you know, our, our problem is we're trying to bring the budget up. <laughs> Where can we spend more money, yeah, you I guys? Mean, this is gonna, it's going to be great. We've got it just how we want it. But Should we get quite, lobster for lunch? It's not quite as expensive as I wish it was. You yeah. know, you hear um, such interesting stories from people, um, you know, talk to Maz Brani about his special. Did he do his own or he, did he? He did one of his, his own, yeah, his, himself. I mean, uh-huh. he did them both himself, but like one of them pre-sold. And, and then, you know, Chris Titus. And these are people who have some money to work with, some right. money to play around mm-hmm. with. I'm not so, saying it's just lying around, but I'm just saying it's not as frightening. It's frightening. I mean, I don't know how frightening it was for them, but it was frightening for me. It is frightening. When, when you, you, when you did it special? three years ago, mm-hmm. did you pre-sell it? Did you have anyone interested? No, we, well, there were people People who said they wanted to see it when it was done. Of course. And then you finish it, and then you send it around. And then some people are like, oh, we've already bought all our specials for this year or whatever. But I was lucky enough that that one sold to Showtime and then went on to Netflix. But then this new one. Oh, so it's on Netflix? No. Well, no. It was on for three years. And then the uh, the contract was up. Ah. So now that one is only available on DVD for my site, but I'm getting ready to put it online because I figured out how to put them online because I put my most recent one on right. as a $5. Now, without getting too personal, right. what is your social security number? No. <laughs> did you recoup your money? I did on okay. the first one. I have not recouped my money on the second one yet. But you just made the second one. I just made it. When? Yeah. Um, well, it came out online in December. I made it sometime before then. Oh, so it's new. It's new. It's just out new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just okay. having a chance to recoup its money. Okay. And it doesn't. It's not going to take a fortune to recoup its money. It just is a small. It's a chunk. You know, yeah. you spend a chunk. Yeah. And well, you got a twinkly light budget that you have to think about here. The in Christmas your... tree lights are hooked up to the same <laughs> plug that the computer plugs in. So if I want to have the computer on, then I have to turn the Christmas tree lights on. Which is sort of that's I think the way you want it in your office. You want to have like look. Why why turn the computer on unless it's a party in here? I think you need to hook it up so that every time you get an email, they start to flicker they start or flash. To and that way, yeah. Like a blind person I'd like when the doorbell rings. <laughs> or a radio station where they have the light because they can't have the phone ring. Right, exactly. Yeah, just something blinks. Well, I, I do feel like there's room for a disco ball in here. and that's gonna Do you? Be... I do. <laughs> a small one. Where would I Maybe sit? Maybe not a big one. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the disco ball would be sort of here in the middle. Yeah, I understand. That's, how you, that's where but you I'd put be, it. Do you, have yeah. you been to a disco ever? The, so the guest would just be out the door. It's There's not as many... Um, no, it's a big enough space. It's a small... It's a small... <laughs> I get it. It's small in here. But look, when, when I did your podcast, we were in a, a little tiny place. 
Yeah, because I'm from the Soviet Union and I try to keep it. I brand everything. How so there mean? were eight of us in one room. <laughs> and that's that's a Soviet, <laughs> With a toilet. That's Soviet block. Yeah. I try to brand everything so that it's consistent. Hey, did Kira, well, how was Kira's podcast? Well, there was eight of us in one room and there was some cold borscht we and a lot of yelling. One cup. Yeah, one cup. But plenty of vodka. Lots of right. vodka. Oh, wow. She's really like she's branding herself. Yeah, you're doing the Russian thing. Everything. I try to scream at my kid a lot. But you don't do the podcast in your place where you used to do it now. You no. moved around. This is good. This all is good thing, talk for All people. things comedy. Yeah, everyone you're doing wants it to know. All things comedy. I keep forgetting to mention all things comedy on my podcast. And I know, luckily, there's nobody supervising me. There's nobody. There's no podcast police. Do you even know what it means to be part of all things comedy? Like, what are we... Sometimes yeah. we get to go to a show with everybody else. It's yeah. nice. They're nice people. Very nice. I went to a Christmas party at Al Madrigal's house. That was terrific. Boom. Yeah. Good stuff there. I joined right after Christmas. I was not invited to said party. You joined? No, you didn't. You were, you've been in all things comedy for a long time. No, you? literally January 2015. Oh, so this is a new affiliation. Yeah. Oh, good. New, brand new. But uh, they have great podcasts and great comics. They do. And I'm I'm happy to be there. Do you have sponsors on your podcast? <laughs> you maybe, kind of. Yeah, I don't have sponsors. So, I, I like to feel like I'm not selling out. But the re- the reality is, is it's just no one has offered me the right money. Has anyone offered you anything? That's the problem. Get, getting started as a high-priced hooker <laughs> is, uh, I mean, it's tough because you want, you go, look, it's $4,000 a night and then nobody's taking. How much do, I mean, I know the big podcasts make a lot of money with sponsors. I get it. And you hear mm-hmm. them sure. plugging like four or five different companies like, you know, wear these socks.com or whatever. I get it. Uh, but how, I mean, how much are people going to pay you? I don't think that much. Are they going to give you like 50 bucks? When you start to sort of even do the math on some of these things, like Mark Maron can sell out a theater with the people who are listening to his podcast, and I'm sure he's making money on his advertisements. His show is great. Yeah. And uh, all of that. And I'm sure, I think Bill Burr has got a lot of listeners, so I bet he's making some dough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, for me, I go on stage and I say, hey, I've got a podcast. And, you know, three or four people will go, hey, and and then everyone will look at them and uh, and they'll go, right, it's our secret. (laughs) I don't think you want to have a secret podcast. It's not a secret podcast. But what I'm saying is not everyone who listens to the podcast goes to the shows. Not everyone who goes to shows listens to podcasts. And when you even if. So if if you're going to advertise something on a podcast, then you figure, well, look, how many, what percentage of the people right. listening are going to buy this thing? I had a comic give me a very nice compliment. He said that at one of his shows, an audience member came up. Now, granted, I'm saying an audience member, one person, maybe two. It starts two. with an audience An member. audience member came up and said, hey, I heard you on Kira's podcast, so I looked you up and you were in my city, so I came out to see you. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why we do it, right? To, yes, that is why we. I, that's, that's why I'm doing why it. Why we do it to bridge the gap? I feel like a lot of people don't really understand that. That's why we're doing it. I, you know, I mean, I'm not doing it to get more people to. I want more people to listen to the podcast. Sure, but I want them to please report to the comedy club. Please for a report good time. to your I mean, stations. That's what we're trying to do. Is we're trying to organize a meetup for a good time. Can I? Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. I uh, know nothing about your de- decor. 
Yeah. I looked okay. behind you, but no, it's nothing It's like a little it. boy's room in here. I no, I love it. This mm-hmm. is fantastic. Okay, go ahead. I love it. I'm going to buy something for a nickel before I leave. <laughs> everything um, in here is for sale, is by the way. It's a nickel. I'm $4,000 a night, I but everything else are. is much less than that. And I know your doll is not for sale, the Jake doll. That is from the person who did the set design for my la- my most recent special. She oh, so that's nice a new. That she made a little souvenir Jake doll. A little Jake figure. Um, who, and obviously you're a magician in some sort of past life. Well, I life. think it's someone else's doll. That then she oh, just put, you just she, put Jake She opened on it. it up and she put, a, she put the picture that was the picture from the special behind and then she put my I name see. in there. Okay. I think that's as far as, I don't think she made that suit. That doesn't resemble any clothes that I have. No? No. I do have a... Polka dot? I do have a polka dot shirt. Polka dot shirt. Um... How you've been doing this a very long time? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That feels right? good did when I, you say it like did that. Did I give it the right? <laughs> feels good. Um, say it very that way again. Very long time. long time. Like, um, Got to give yeah. a lot of weight to the word. What do you feel? I'm sorry. I'm interviewing you on your own podcast. No, that's okay because I don't really have a format. <laughs> you don't, you're like, <laughs> yeah, why so are you here? Place. I'm doing you a favor, Kira. I'm I don't here to know plug for the people that I are listening. That I think that you think that I'm doing you a favor, but I think that you're doing me a favor. That's really the best way We're for doing it to favors. work out, right? We're doing favors. What have you seen change the most? Wouldn't you agree in the last five to seven years? Mm-hmm. Just because we're talking about audience members and clubs and who comes out to see us. Have you seen like the big, you've seen the big like comedy boom and then the bust and then the boom and then the bust, right? Where I've are I've seen we? some kooky things like, yes. Where are we now? Where are we now? Well, what I, is it? I'd be curious to hear your answer to that because when I started, like when I started, started, I went to San Francisco to start because there were no, I was living in um, Iowa and going to college and there was no comedy club in Iowa. There was no cl- comedy club in Wisconsin. Yeah. There was, you know, few clubs in Chicago, but it was everywhere it was a regional scene. And even when I moved to San Francisco, like at the very beginning, the clubs, the headliners were just guys from San Francisco Bay Area. Right. And then tour after about five, five years, you know, when it was the late 80s, uh, they started. Then it'd be one or two guys. One of the clubs would bring in one or two guys from L.A., mm-hmm. you know, national acts. And but nowadays, you know, all the clubs are flying everybody in from everywhere, and there's a local comedy scene in you know St. Louis, Missouri. Those yeah, guys, yeah, who just live there and operate, do comedy out of there. Right. So that's changed. I feel like comedy clubs have gone up and down. You know, every club, the whole comedy club business in general, but then every club specifically plays that game of we're bringing in a great show you got to buy a ticket and then they realize like oh if we get a headliner who is a little bit cheaper they might not sell the place out but we can give away those tickets and the money that we're saving off of paying the headliner right. we make back on drinks, drinks and food yeah. you know until pretty soon they're you know the the far end of that spectrum is we're booking somebody that no one's heard of and in fact they're terrible yeah and we're giving away all the tickets and then finally nobody even wants the free tickets to that and so then they have to go back the other way and start bringing in bigger names but the problem is is that it, that then they also don't want to help younger comics who could get famous you know like when you're playing at some club someplace that just wants to book you on that their name of the club you know there are right. clubs that feel like this is we're the big club and people come here because of our name 
and uh, so you don't matter. Then they they those clubs for a long time didn't want to help promote somebody who was like an up and comer. They 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 were like you're just the headliner at this club. You're not you're not uh, whatever your name is. And then now now there's guys like um, you know Todd Barry and Kyle Kinane. Yeah. And uh, Doug Stanhope, who are going and doing tours in alternative venues and one-nighters. That's what I wanted to ask you. And so that's, that's a where big, that's I a big... kind of feel like I'm headed. Well, uh, believe me. Well, I'll see you out there. Let's I'll see share you out there because at the because... woman's shelter that has a great room and well, an amazing that sound we have system. To charge for tickets. This is the thing that I would say <laughs> to some because I've been trying to participate a little more in the. LA scene. Yeah. You know, it was fun to do Podfest and meet you and then some of the other I've seen you out at some other shows because I've been trying to go out in town because I live way out here by the beach. It's nice. I'm on the road. I get way more stage time than I need to be able to write new material. Right. But to be in town and see what's going on in the comedy scene and be a part of that yeah. whole thing. And then maybe like uh, I was talking to Karen Kilgariff on her great podcast, Do You Need a Ride? Yeah. Which if you haven't done, you should do. I'm going to do it in Oregon at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival uh-huh. in May. Yeah. If people are listening, I'll be there May 7th and 8th. She's going to pick gonna, me up from the airport when I, I land. I was going to try and go to the Bridgetown Comedy Festival Please this year. Please do. I, it's Mother's Day weekend. So? I just I don't I don't think I can do that to my wife. I want it. It's to go. not technically. You don't have to be there for the whole thing. You just come back no, Saturday. I, know. I know. I that was discussed. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. Um She knows comedy's more important. My wife? Yeah. Yeah. Look, that's where the that's where the do re me. I'm the guy. I'm the milkman, the butter the milk butter man. Okay, I, you just said five things that I don't bacon. know. <laughs> You bring home the milk. I bring home I the milk. I am the milk and milk man, and bacon. God damn it. And you'll I'm respect me, Do Re Me. What's Do Re Me? Is that your nickname for her? Do Re Me is money. Do, the dough. Ah, do Re Me is money. Very nicely yeah. done. Cabbage, okay. the bread. Yeah, I get it. The mm. green stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, Karen Kilgariff was telling yes. me as a side benefit of doing these shows in town is that people might see you. And I said, nobody's getting discovered at these shows in, in the, in somebody's garage. Like I, I heard about a show where you're in the garage yeah. and the door goes up and there's people in the driveway yeah. and you do a comedy show. And she said, yo, actually some of the, some of these executives now are going to these backyard yes, shows. Yes, I've done the backyard shows. But have you been discovered there? Well, I'm on your podcast. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I discovered you <laughs> at a hotel. That's very true. Yeah. $4,000 a night. Or <laughs> way out of my budget available on the internet that's a part of my website where you have to click a bunch of times <laughs> to get to the part where you have sex with me for four thousand yeah. dollars a night um that seems fact, like a reasonable rate i think it does in yeah. terms of you know in terms of available what availability what kind of, your experience and i i'm stretching the definition of the word celebrity to say sure that i'm a celebrity but seriously there's not many other people who've been on television a lot of times who will have sex with you for money. And I'm not saying for sure that I will. I haven't run any of this by my wife. Oh, And I'm God. starting to feel a little bit nervous. Why? You're already going to be here for Mother's Day. It's what does she want from you? I know. Well, we do have an agreement, she and I, that <laughs> I'm allowed to, either one of us can, will divorce each other uh-huh. so that the other person can marry a wealthy elderly person <gasps> who's about to die genius and, you know you just give that person a few years of happiness yeah and then collect 
right. inherit. You know, when they pass away, you collect and then come back and we'll get married again after that. My wife and I, we have that I deal. love that idea. I feel like that's a good, uh, no, that's like a high five deal that you could make with your husband tonight. I, look, I don't even have to ask him. I'm going to just make an executive decision and just mm-hmm. do that on my own with yeah. unbeknownst to him. It's a good thing. He'll be fine once he figures out. He'll be fine. We'll reconnect over Facebook or something. We'll reconnect when whoever, man or woman, I'm open. Well, first you have to go out and meet that other person. So I don't know where rich old That's, people hang out. They're but all over be, the place. But you got to go to the right restaurants and then start right. winking at some old ladies. If yeah. For me, it's old ladies. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm I, my, it's too late for me to marry, to get into a gay marriage of. Why do you say that? You're being so negative. Do you think I could? <laughs> I just feel like even though I'm young, and that's really, I think, what most older people who are looking for a relationship with a younger person, yeah. I'm young, you know, compared to a 90-year-old. I'd have to be a 90-year-old. But I still don't think if it was a man and I was in a gay marriage of trying to collect But you're not going to have to do anything. You're going to have to do something. What? Did you watch that Liberace movie? Yes. I mean, he wanted He's sex aggressive. a lot. Yes. Yeah. You're right. I got to stay out of that. I'm not ready for that. Well, look, you know Matt Damon, so let's not get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's but that was in but, a movie. It's a movie where you get to have sex with Matt. Matt Damon. Damon. Oh my God, yeah. win-win for that. Talk about doing each other a favor right there. Mm-hmm. Favor to favor, those two. Great movie. Is what well, I'm trying to say. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. It. Back to Karen's point because yeah. she does have a point. I have done those shows, and I unfortunately. Kicking and screaming, agree uh-huh. that you know, like we did set list together. You and Karen. No, or you, you and, and I. I. You yes. and I. Okay. You know, and you were like, "I got to do this more. I got to get out and do a show fun. in the back of a comedy, a, a comic book store." It's fun, and that it may have fun. been the last time I did it. It's a year and a half ago. Seriously, because well, you got to call people up and you got to make plans, and they want to make these. They want to. Here's what happens to me. I'm going in and out of town two weekends a month yeah. and doing corporate dates and then my wife has needs and so I'll <laughs> make the plan. <laughs> you know, you get I don't do you have this happen in your marriage where you're out of town on the road and then you come home and your husband goes, This is we're doing this this week. I've made a plan to see these people and have dinner with these people and we're gonna gotta go see this movie. No. Yeah. That's, because he's a dude. Right. And I um, not only, and that's you know a chick thing to do, but I'm also very social, and he's not that social. Mm. And that maybe I feel like I am social, but I get I have a lot of social time just with my job. But yeah. anyway, um, it's so what ends up happening is I'll make a plan to do one of these in town shows, and then I'll forget about it because they all book like it's it's amazing to me that you got to make yeah. an appointment three months in advance to go. <laughs> do a show for free in the basement of a laundromat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. really? And then you get there and you ask them, like, do we get any, do they pay? Not that I need to be paid, but if they're paying, I would like to get my 20 bucks or whatever it is. It's like, no, we don't pay anybody. And then I sort of feel like, look, I don't need 20 bucks, but what about that guy, this other guy on the yeah. show? I know he's broke and he broke, broke. And there's 200 people in here and you charge them all $8 or whatever. Why don't you smear it around so no, sometimes there's no a, smearing there's, there's no smearing no smearing but that's what i was going to say in this future where you and i are not working in comedy clubs i feel like i just did a magic trick on myself that i remembered what we're actually talking about <laughs> um that's where the jacket comes in on your jake doll yeah that uh, <laughs> you know when we're go- we're going to be performing in these alternative venues around the mm-hmm. country instead of going to mainstream comedy clubs 
you have to get a, you have to get people to buy tickets to come and see that show so that you can get paid and har- because that's we got to get paid for something i'm with you and that's where i am right now i was actually talking to my mom on the drive down here from the valley the drive from your house to here yes my house. Yeah, yes on the phone the with my mom because i figured i gotta you know i always have to check in up in san francisco with moms i was just in and san francisco that's my city you know that right i do know it but yeah why didn't you she didn't come to well, she show. didn't Did come. She come no no she doesn't listen to the podcast Mm-hmm. She's not that one person that's going to come. Do an impression of your I mom. I hear you on podcasts, so I come to see comedy. That's my mom. And that's 100% real. And I know people don't think it is, but it is. So I can call her if you want. We can call right now. She's no, at home. No, that's okay. Put her on no, speaker. Don't, we don't need her. We can do you. <laughs> but uh, say, I, that's I what I was saying. I saw you on your 46th Letterman <laughs> appearance. <laughs> I, I, I was telling her, I go, she goes, you're very busy all the time. You're busy. I drive here. You drive there. You're very busy. I go, yeah, mom, I'm busy. It would be nice if we, I got paid for how busy I am. Yeah. There's so much busyness that we do as comics, promoting, doing our own podcast, driving to gigs we don't get paid, doing going to yeah, going free. to meetings, mm-hmm. going to a writing thing, whatever we do. It'd be nice, honestly, even if I just made minimum wage, just doing all the daily stuff that you have to do as a comic. It would be something. Well, it the would idea be is that fantastic. eventually you get something where you do get a chunk of money right and then you have to remember like that's the thing that the people 15 years go, oh you did of... a gig and you got paid thousands of dollars yeah. and it's like yeah well but divide that by all the hours that i've been yeah. working for free exactly it doesn't really add up to that much yeah mm-hmm. but i just i i do agree those alternative rooms i met my speaking of if i may plug my special that i'm shooting i met my director uh in atwater village a wine bar, the basement, no lie, this is mm-hmm. not like a joke, the basement of a wine bar in Atwater Village. They do a show, tiny, tiny room. You're literally standing underneath the plumbing. Mm-hmm. Under, so when you hear a flush, you're like, oh, there's, there's, there's pee right there. There's pee right over our heads, just mm-hmm. streaming sure. by us. I met my director that's directing my special. I'm there. sure he's a great director. He's a great he's guy. hanging out underneath a toilet Underneath in a, a toilet bar. in a wine bar. And that's where, and he approached me and said- well, of course uh, he did. He's desperate. <laughs> he approached me. I never thought of it that way. Um, I just got really like, I was like, wow, he's, I don't have to sell myself to someone. Yeah. But You're after my set- You're an attractive woman with low self-esteem. You're sort of everybody's low. dream come true. Low boobs, low self-esteem, low, everything, hang low fruit. So he said, I want to shoot your special. When are you going to sh- you know, shoot your own one-hour special? Out mm-hmm. of nowhere. And um, you know, I, was, I didn't really have, this was like last year. Did you say, what else have you done? <laughs> no. No. He, he says he knows how to press record on a camera. Sure. What else do you really need? Zero. That's enough. That's plenty. That's enough. And a great disposition. Yeah, and friendly. And he's friendly, and he likes wine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a drinking problem. But uh, but actually, he used to be a comic a long time ago, too. Mm. I always find it interesting when uh, people were comics a while ago. Well, there are the comics that are that were comics and then stopped being comics. That's yeah. the thing that happens to people. That but, never happened to me. But I remember feeling sorry for guys because they couldn't get headliner gigs on the road and so right. they had to write a spec script and now they're and all one Emmys it. and they live in yeah. Beverly Hills and they're millionaires and they're married to you know amazing ladies with uh, 
some tremendous enhancements. <laughs> tremendous personalities. I shouldn't drag those ladies in like that. I no. didn't, that was cheap. And, I, it and was. I don't really even think that now that I'm I'm imagining some of them they don't. They really. have great personalities. Mm-hmm. And zero they're, enhancements. Not no fake. You know. No, they're right. fine. Anyway, so he used to be a comedian, but there <laughs> so are those be- people who they were comedians and then they figured out another thing to do. Look, yeah, he's directing uh, commercials and he's directing mm-hmm. musicians and and music videos and live perform. I mean, he's fine, <laughs> but it's just always interesting to me because you meet a lot of those people that are like, yeah, I used to do comedy. Ah, oh, man, I remember this one Princess Diana joke that I had. And it's just like, <laughs> wow, when did that? When did you used to do stand up? A long time ago. Long, right? yeah. long time ago. But so, yeah. Five popes ago. So go, five, go to alternative rooms, I think is what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. I want to get I want to get out of the house more and have more fun. It's fun to do those things. But I wouldn't leave your house either. Now that I've been to your house, it's you hard, were right? then very I'm here, modest. It's nice here, and then I got to go. You described it on my podcast, and I was like, oh, that's cute. He has like a little cottage in the beach, near the beach. No, that's... It's nice here. It's not a yeah. mansion or anything, but it's I say, here's what I would say. Beautiful kids who are having some success in show business don't spend all of the money right now as if you're going to make that amount of money forever right save some of that amount of money and kind of put it away get yourself a nice place to live so that uh, so that you are enjoying your life all the time yeah instead of just right now well that's good advice yeah you're welcome it's hard to so you you sent me an email to say yeah I want to come on your podcast because I'm doing this special. That was before you knew that I had produced my two of my specials myself. Yeah, which I'm glad now I can pick your brain. And are you doing a Kickstarter? I am. Kickstarter or Indiegogo or one of the other... Okay, uh, so because we're with All Things Comedy... GoFundMe. There's GoFundMe, there's PutMoneyInMyPocket.com or whatever. There's a million of them. This one is um, All Things Comedy did a, a fundraiser with them to raise money which i actually contributed to um i mean it's literally 20 bucks uh to to uh, build their podcast studio Mm -hmm. which that's what i do my podcast out of and um it's called tube start so so yeah it's a little different i know that used to be another thing (laughs) tube start i guess they've cleaned up their act now um um so he also, he puts your video on the site that's like a GoFundMe or Indiegogo site, but also on YouTube. Uh-huh. So you're getting YouTube audience and- How the, can you collect money off of YouTube? You can't. Then then it directs you to like, hey, welcome to my YouTube video. Here's who I am. Click on the link and go, uh, you know, give me money. On Tube Start. On t- yeah. Look, I didn't make up the name. Tube Start. I know. How about just go to my Facebook page and then you can find links. Go to my Facebook page. And, Your face. Uh, yes. Page. Yes. Kira, Kira Soltanovich. Yeah. Yeah. Try to spell it. It'll come up. S- Don't worry. O L T O A A A A N O V I. There's so many vowels. It's ridiculous. Soltanovich. Soltanovich. But I, I wanted to shoot a special. I did a half hour Showtime one. Mm-hmm. Where I had zero creative control, zero and zero residuals, and it's small. They own it. They own it. Little itty bitty bitty the, bit of money. The upside of that, though, is that they kind of, if they own stuff like that, they kind of keep showing it. Like sure, I did, I did things for HBO years ago that they're still airing. 
Sure. But would they call me up and say, look, we'll give you a thousand bucks to no. air this one that was critically acclaimed and is great? It's like, no, we don't. Like, come on, Game of Thrones. I know you got a thousand dollars that you could kick me back to put my of special Of course on. they do. But I didn't want to do that again only because, look, you do it one time you get your name out there and i it's a great credit to say i have a right. half hour showtime special and and i'm glad i did it but the same producer approached me and said okay great now let's do your hour but i knew it was going to be the same thing zero creative control no editing control they photoshopped pictures of me that like weren't me they, they gave me boobs talking about enhancements in in a promo i mean i have I them now like because you- i'm pregnant and i have them in real life but the picture they <laughs> They, um, it's a lot just, of people. That's the buzz around the comedy scene yeah. is that your boobs are not as good as they are in those Showtime promo. Films. I know, and every and they hold you to that. That's why people come to see me. People come out to the show and go, "I can't wait to get a look at look, those." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, "Oof." Not There's only good. one, by the way, in those Showtime. Someone only photoshopped one in. I'll in show you a middle, picture. They, you mean they gave you a unit <laughs> boob? They just gave me like a, you know how some women after they breastfeed, one just kind of shrinks and the other one gets awkwardly large? Like I, a Dana DeVito and an Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know that ladies twins. often have one boob that's larger than the other boob just But it's, by you can't tell. Uh-huh. But this, I'm going to show you a picture. I will show you. I know it's not good for podcasting, but when we're done. This is going to be great. But people can Google, the, people can Google this. They will Google it. If they Google. And when they're done it. Uh, Tube force, or tube, <laughs> tube force. fund. May the tube force be with you. <laughs> tube fund. Look, I know, I know. I can. I, so they. So you didn't want to get your boobs photoshopped again. I just wanted some well, more you know, creative you control. When you're using your creative control, yeah, you're gonna realize. What's <laughs> the harm in having boobs that are a little bit bigger? <laughs> no, because you now know? I mean the stress of um, doing it all myself, producing it myself, uh, funding it. Um, you know, yes, we're going to ask for help online, but w- what are the chances we're going to make our goal? M- maybe great if they hear me. What's your me. goal? 30,000. 30,000. Is that your whole total budget? I mean, technically it's probably more, but we're saying 30. Yeah, I think 30 is, 30 is tight, but it's if, tight. You're, if you're going to make it though for a, um, for $5 download and DVD only, you can definitely do it for 30, but because what, Costs you a little bit more it's sometimes. The rendering is and slightly higher, slightly higher quality cameras. And yeah, digital sound mixing, and then the final. You know, you got to get these science nerds to tweak it to give it in the digital format right. that they want, and then you got to buy errors and omission insurance. Yes, which is that so somebody doesn't sue you because you did something, and that right. cost you too. Yeah, all of it. All of it is very expensive, and we list that actually on the uh, tube force. <laughs> And we it's say not tube force, it's, it's tube, tube start, tube start, tube start, um, tube force and tube. It's like Kickstarter. Yeah. Kickstarter and YouTube, you know, they kind right. of made a, made a baby. So we you know about that. you porn and porn There's, tube, right? Is that and, a thing? Yeah. Those are two things. Is that really a thing? Yeah. Okay. I don't know about those. Sorry. Yeah. No, I have heard of, of the you porn because mm-hmm. a comic does a whole 20 minute bit on it so unfortunately i had to sit through that um at the improv lately but if i talk about my lady parts all she does is talk about her period but this male comic (laughs) did 20 minutes on vaginas and it's okay 
here's my problem with all of that. Like this is this means you're a hack, and this means you're not right. a hack, and right. this means you're dirty, and this means you're clean. It's like, look, you got to do things that you think are funny, right? And then you got to try and convince the audience that's there that they're funny in the way that you think that they're funny. Yeah. And then you got to live with yourself and the people who show up to see your show. So if you want to talk some of the some of that stuff that guys are doing it's just like i don't know if you're gonna like the crowd that is you know the army that's that gonna you're show recruiting up. yes to to well, support let, you let me give you an example so uh there was a lineup of all dudes and myself at the mm-hmm. improv one night mm-hmm. all of them just happened to i guess they weren't watching each other's sets or nothing you need to change your set around but if three or four comics are talking about lady bits and you're up next Maybe don't do your lady bit joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's up to you. Whatever you want to do. But they did. Yeah. They all they all talked about like my girlfriend's pussy, blah, 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 all that. All of it what was about say about your girlfriend's. I don't know. They have a million things to say. I guess it's all the same thing. But they think it's different. I think they're just so excited See, when you're a young man and you're first getting an opportunity to really spend some time with. A lady's vagina. business, yeah. yeah. Bottom, lady These bottom. are guys in their thirties, so it's hopefully exciting. it's not their first time. But right, I but talked. This may be their first time of really being like they've had a few relationships and now I they're see. settled in. They can actually talk that way in front of a woman because they they're not dealing with a, a girl anymore. They're dealing with a woman who you you know oh we're talking dirty and I can talk about your vagina and it's exciting for them. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. But Again, it's your whatever turn. they want me to, and whatever they want to do is things. fine by me. I go on stage. All I talk about is I had a baby. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 just a coincidence, used my vagina to have that baby, right? As you do. I know what time it is. You do. And um, an audience member came up to me after the show and said, oh, that was, that was really funny. You're a great set. Yeah, you made me laugh. I mean, you talked about your pr- private parts too much. You mean the biological part that they're actually supposed to, like what they're supposed to do? I didn't talk about it in detail. I didn't, you know, do like a sketch of it. I didn't sit there and talk about every single part of my anatomy. Mm -hmm. All I said was I had a 10-pound baby. Mm -hmm. And I talked about having a 10-pound baby. But these guys all talked about like, yeah, and and bowling ball grip and fingers and... And I, the only female, it was just too obnoxious. Shorthand, bowling ball grip, and fingers, and and you know, and a little bit of the you're doing the a fisty, fisting action, a twisting. You're do, you're doing like that supermodel Queen of England wave, right? With it's just a twisting your wrist, right? And then you're also thrusting up, thrusting, and making a fist, and it's a fist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to really one eighty it. Anyway, I feel. Do like you see that. what I mean? That's that's I the do. part that bugs me. Yeah, well, it's hypocritical and ridiculous. But the other thing is, yes, you can't judge the whole crowd or anybody by sure. just the one person who comes up. People love to come up to you and say stupid ridiculous. things that they think are compliments that you want to say. Sure. Like, why don't you think that? Why don't you pretend you're me and think about someone just said that to you, me, you, but you're being me. You be me. <laughs> pretend, that, pretend that someone else said what you just said to you after you just did the set that you saw me do. And then see if it still sounds like a compliment or if it seems like a kind of a 
douchey mindfuck thing that you're doing? Because I feel like sometimes people come up, I, the thing where people come up and go, you were so awesome. I can't believe this crowd is terrible. <laughs> you know? And you want to go, and you go the what? crowd it, was it, actually pretty good. It was a good I mean, show. What are you, you. talking about? But, I, but that is less yeah. them trying to undermine you than right. them go, you were awesome, and I am the smartest person in this crowd. Right. You know, and you, but you. But it's easy to misread that and think they think that they just said, "You're awesome," and you and I are the only people who know it. <laughs> you know, that's. I I my mom is great. I love my mom, but I also love to make fun of her because mm-hmm. she doesn't mean to do that exact thing. I wish my mom had an accent. Yeah, the accent it's is. Great, right? It really helped my career a lot. I don't think I'd have a career if it wasn't well, for my stories, parents. I mean, your mother could just say. Lunch, it's lunchtime, and yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, she's fantastic. But anyway. So she'll come and visit, right? And and mm-hmm. she comes to visit. I, I have a four-year-old and uh, to help out, obviously. And she says things like, you know what? You go, you have day at spa. My treat. And I'll say, wow, mom, thanks. Because you look terrible. <laughs> you look very but tired. But she's trying to help you. She's trying to help. Yeah. It's like that audience member. Mm-hmm. You know, they just want to connect and they don't know what to say. How often, if you're in Scratch Your Ass, Arkansas, how often do they really come up face to face with a comic? I don't so think they I've don't know. ever been to Arkansas. Have you ever done a show in Arkansas? Yeah. Where? At Little Rock. Okay. And a bunch of colleges. For some reason, a bunch of colleges in Arkansas. I know. Well, I mean, they call them colleges. We would call them DMV, Barber College. Yes, we would call them, you know, a, an online course at home. No, I would love to do some shows in Arkansas or, or the places like that that are off the beaten. But out do you of... still do colleges? No, I can't do colleges. I'm no. too old. They don't want to hear about. Yeah. they don't want. They want to hear about things that college college. Can you believe are doing? I did colleges with my first pregnancy. It, they looked at me like I was a public service announcement. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, they, they looked at me like so. No, they they were oh, like because you were pregnant. You had the baby inside of you, and so right. This is a not pregnant this baby lady now. College, yeah. This saying, is like it's undeniable that she's having right, sex right. with people. Watch out! This could happen to you. Well, because when you're in college, you you sort of don't even know if everybody else is having sex or not. Right. I mean, I didn't really start. I I waited late. I waited like I was waiting. <laughs> You're saving it. Like, is it my knock knock? Is it my turn? Can I? I'm I'm here to lose my virginity. Is that okay? Yeah. So I didn't. That didn't happen to me till I was in college. So yeah. from my perspective, when I was in college, there were some people that were having sex and other people weren't having sex. When in fact, it was really just I was not having sex and everyone else <laughs> everyone was having else. sex. But if you see a pregnant comedian, yeah, it's, it's like well, crazy. she is having sex with someone that is undeniable, big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is what happens. It's like when a drug addict comes to your school to talk about what happens when you do drugs. Uh-huh. Like that's what they looked at me like, oh no, this isn't comedy. This is like a school assembly. We're supposed to learn from this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I'm talking about my vagina the whole time. Really? Are no, you, I'm you're kidding. You're not allowed to talk about your vagina at college <laughs> dates. But you know, chicks, we just can't can't stop talking about it. I feel like the thing to watch out for <laughs> is the thing where you're talking about something that everybody, you know, you're talking about something in a way that everybody is talking about it. Right. That's that's when it's kind of like, oh, well, maybe I should, I got to have a new take on my. I think that rule is only for certain comics. I think that rule is for minority comics and women. I think if you're just a white dude, and I know you're going to disagree with me because you're a white dude. 
if you're just a regular old uh-huh. zip up wearing sweatshirt, That's whatever what I have those. On today. Whatever those shoes are, I don't even know what those shoes. No, those are not vans. These are vans. Those are old lady shoes that you took (laughs) off of some. Oh, the back! You just stepped on the back. Oh, you made them slippers. Yeah. Okay. You can see they're vans. They are vans. I thought they were like a old folks home, like what they give you when you check in. Yeah, I took a, wait, (laughs) they leave them. When they go in, they leave their slippers by the front doors. Sure, and their wheelchairs. Yeah, you find an old lady with some big feet and you're in business. That applies only to white dudes. Does not apply to white it, dudes. Oh, no, that what it, applies to white dudes? No, that does not. I'm sorry, you're right. That does not apply to white dudes. Everyone else, if you're a black comic, you better say that black comic thing that you say differently than the other black comic, or else everyone's going to be like, "Oh, black comics talking about hip hop again." And if you're a chick, well, no, you just want to avoid. I feel like one wants to avoid having the same set list as everybody else on the show. One right? would, and that's why you are Jake. Johansson, am I saying that correctly? Johansson, but I'm also a white guy. I mean, this is the thing: is I feel like, I feel like I I hear a lot about all the great things I get as a white guy, and I do get that I get just get to not even be aware of all the great things I get that I'm a white because I'm a white guy. But I'm so oblivious to it that sometimes it actually feels like I have problems, you know. And I know that's out of line. I know that's out of line because as we sit here with this ocean breeze, the world is built for white guys. And so when you're on stage, no one's going to be like, but the other wear- white guy just did a bit about being a white guy. That's Oh, whether so- you can't, that you're out of line. You cannot go on stage. I'm going to, actually, maybe maybe I can and nobody's doing it. Now, maybe there's nobody's doing a bit about, you know, growing up in a nice neighborhood. And having no, a, but what I'm saying you know, is if you have the same topics, let's say, and mm-hmm. you're doing them the same, you're not because you're very funny and you're seasoned and you have a lot of comedy wisdom and you're doing your own thing and no one has a voice like yours and I'm not just saying that because you have a heavy bowling pin next to you that you could throw at me at any moment. There's a lot of good things in here. You could throw a lot of things at me. I'm saying that because that's just the truth. But um, most comics, they are just going to say, well, I can just say this. I can already talk about this. It doesn't matter if everyone else well, says. Well, you can talk about whatever the hell you want, Kira. I'm not trying to boss you around and say <laughs> you're you're not allowed to talk about. You talk yeah. about your vagina, your baby, the your comedy. second baby. You're about to have another baby. I am. Now, will you do the first baby material? Now, will you recycle that? Or so, are you going to talk about now the dynamic of two babies? I've, I've, I've written some new joke, jokes about having the two babies. Or, or the two, you know, potential two, right? Because it's still inside of me. Um, I'm going feel to be super vi- shitty if anything goes wrong now. <laughs> I think I would feel super shitty even no if matter. I didn't yeah, shoot a special. Yeah, this would be the least of the thing. Yeah, yeah this would be yeah. the least of the thing. Like, oh, I regret that I said that thing on the podcast, even though that's the least of my. Problems. No, no, no. Uh, I'm going to be shooting a special, very pregnant. Which oh, you're going to do the special, pregnant, dude? It's happening in a month, May 10th. This is exciting. Where is it going to be? Coach House. San Juan Capistrano. Get your tickets now. Funniesthousewives.com. I'm sorry. I talked over that. That's okay. Funniesthousewives.com? Yes. Is that you? No. So Cindy Burns, is. Um, she owns the Funniest Housewives, and she is my promoter. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to promote it. That's, again, I, I need to start delegating jobs want, to other people. I want a promoter. What did you pay her? Um, well, without getting into too much detail, no, we she's going to, she's going to do fine. So funniesthousewives.com. Yeah. She's going to make her money back. She will. This alcoholic that you met downstairs at the <laughs> wine bar is going to direct it. He's getting paid. <laughs> he might be. Uh-huh. Hey, Matt, if you're listening, I'm just playing along. 
Yeah, do you and your husband see any scratch out of this whole thing? Probably not. Mm. Right? Not right away. But you're going to, potentially you can go in the hole if you don't make all your money back on porn. Well, thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Or tube. Is it porn tube or tube fun? It's it's tubes tied, which is what's going to happen after this second one. Yeah, you got it. Right, your husband, you're going to high five each other and then cut your. He freaked out when I said, no, okay. So I said, um, I think we're one and done. One kid, we're done. I said that for a long time, mm-hmm. long time. And then one day, I just said, "Let's have another one." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "All right." And I, I'll be honest, I cried a little bit because he said, "All right." No, I was in a place where so my brother passed away, and I was just in a place where I was really missing my brother and realizing that my kid won't have a sibling. Which is okay. There's nothing wrong. I know you have one I'm kid. I'm sorry. Your brother passed away. My brother passed and you were away. Really sad. And I got and you really were sad. sad. And I was like, for you know what, kid? Because my kid will never experience when their sibling <laughs> passes away. Exactly. What the fuck are you talking about? I just realized uh, nothing wrong with being a single child. I was planning on my kid. I was like, he's, he's just going to be an only child. No big deal. Yeah, well, that's, but one we've, day, got a, we've got an only I know, child. I know. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Thanks. I think it's fine. Yes. I don't know what's wrong with these Why other are we people whispering? who think you have to have two kids. You're you don't like have the person to. after the show. You were so funny. You were so, it's great that you have one you child. You have one kid. A lot of people think you have to have two it's, so that they have someone to play with. weird. But you know what? You can it's, play with yourself, right? Yeah. One kid. It's not weird. It's not weird. It's not weird. Um, but I was just in a place where I just got very emotional. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I just, I was just, the, the, the sibling, that whole thing just all of a sudden really hit me hard. I was like, all right, so I'm, I'm, am I cool with my kid not having a sibling? Because it's kind of either now or mm-hmm. never. And that's when I said to him, you know what? I think we should try. So we did that month, mm-hmm. got pregnant. That wow. month, and you're fertile. Had you been so you'd been blocking the whole thing. You'd been taking the pill or oh, all, all condoms and all whatnot. We we them. were doing everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we we had a voodoo thing that we shook mm-hmm. every, every time we had sex. Yeah. It wards off no baby, the sperm. No baby, no yeah. Baby. Um. No, actually, we weren't doing anything. To be honest with you, I don't know. You were not. You were not using birth control. But no, then, that's not. That's not. Trying to be one and done. If you're not using birth control, okay, that's like... I'm not kidding you right when I tell you this. We were not really actively... I mean, maybe like a couple years after my kid, or like a, maybe a year rather, I would make my husband put on a condom because I got scared. But he, who wants to put a condom on with their wife? That's why you get married, right? That's, so he was that's like... That's why I got married. Right? I'm tired of wearing these yeah, condoms I mean, all the time. She might wear one inside, but that's up to her what she wants that to do. That thing, though, is detectable. <laughs> You know, you can't, everybody acts like that's some secret thing. It's like a no, terrible. It's awful. Yeah. So we, we, so that maybe lasted like a little while maybe. And then my mm-hmm. husband was like, come on, this is ridiculous. So we just stopped using protection. I'm not kidding you. Something just, the minute we were like, all right, let's try it. 
that You'd month. been not using protection for an extended period of time. My kid's four. And then you said, okay, well, let's have a baby. And then we got pregnant right away. One and done. And it scared my husband. I literally had my four-year-old hand him the pregnancy test that I peed on. It scared him because it happened so fast. So fast that he was like, like it was a voodoo. oh my God, that it just comes back to porn tied, mm-hmm. tube, tube porn, getting our tubes tied. But he was like, I got it, but that's... This gotta, is crazy. This is it. I wanted yeah. to have this one, but I don't want to have another one after this. No, I think three is insane. Those yeah. people are lunatics. Well, that's <laughs> when you've really given up. I, I do know people who have that many kids, but that's when it turns into, look, our lives are now just a circus. We're just running a circus. You're just you an know? employee to these children. But that is one of the things I think about having a kid as a comedian. You know, I I, I do feel like I, I don't recommend it if you're early in your career because it is a it's a lot of it's a yeah. lot of stuff that you have to do that keeps you away from doing stand up but for me when i had my daughter and i was older um but not tony randall old but you know <laughs> i was 40 and uh i felt i felt like yeah it's going to distract me from my comedy career but then when it actually happened it was the best kind of like yeah. oh now my comedy career which used to be this thing that i was worried about when am i going to get this and how am i going to make that happen and why don't i get to do the thing that somebody else gets to do now all of that stuff turned into a uh, like a hobby like a fun game right like oh now i'm just trying to see what if i try i'm gonna try and do this i'm gonna try and do that i'm gonna go do some sets and meet some new people and make another special but you know i've got this family it's awesome and it's really great well walking through your house seeing all those pictures and frames that is to me your career in a good way. Do you see what I'm saying? Like of that's my, frames of my pictures of my family. Yeah, yeah. That to me is the life that you bring to comedy. Because I'm not saying you need to have kids to be a well-rounded comedian, but I think that when I like walking through your house, you have all these pictures and these frames and your kid and she's a baby and she's getting older and your wife. And like that to me is like, Oh, this is what it's really about. This is where the weight comes from so that you can go on stage and you have something to talk about well i remember when i first came to town and you know when when you're in your 20s and you come to try and be in show business and you're doing stand up and you're trying to get an acting gig and you want to get a part in a movie and you everybody wants to be robin williams or tom hanks or whoever the most successful person is at that time and you just like, how do you get that job to get to be able to pretend to be right. that other thing? Right. And I remember listening to uh, uh, or reading um, an interview with the, it was, a, it was I can't remember, it was a director. It might have even just been a casting, a famous casting director. And the advice that this person gave to young actors was don't, you know, yes, of course, take an acting class, but don't spend all your time getting headshots and taking classes and hanging out with actors do your life yeah you know, get a hobby learn go whatever your thing is riding mountain bikes or skydiving or you know start a family and get get some shit going on in your personal life so that you have an identity yourself so yeah. that then you can understand when you're trying to pretend to another person that's what you're talking about you know it's like sometimes you watch these tv shows and the main characters are writers because in sitcoms, a lot of those guys, all they do is they write the sitcom and they go home. Yes. They don't have a life. And I would you know? add to that, get some civilian friends. Non-comedian friends. That's yes. what I call them too, but it's a funny You just Just regular people. Hopefully, you know, you have them from junior high or high school or college, mm-hmm. but also make some new ones. It can't, you can't have just comedy friends or just yeah. showbiz friends. 
Well, do you find that that happens when you have a kid? You all at once have all these friends of friends yeah. of your kids and parents because you're because yes. you're kind of like we need to be able to hang out with someone where I like the husband, my wife likes the wife. We also like their the kid's other not a douche person, and the yeah. kid can play with our kid. Otherwise, there's somebody going. What, what about me? Yeah, you know that's a hard combo. It is a hard combo, and when you find it, it's like dating. You know, all of a sudden, it's like. Should we call the the Thompsons? I mean, what do you think? Do you think they like us? Will they go out with us? And all you want to do is go have pizza with them and their kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you're like, what do you think? I mean, you call. We have a couple that like they live about three doors away because it's geography too. You you can't be like, it would be great for us to be friends. It'll never happen. We live too far. Never happen. Especially now that you're having the second baby. It throws off the whole. (laughs) Although entire, although it's a girl. But your kid's I was ten. Ask, so you have a man baby. I have a man, and now, and he's going to be five when the baby's born, or he's he, just four. four. Right? He just, just so he will still be four. He'll be four uh, and a half. And then he's going to have a lady sibling. Yes, a lady sibling. That's about how I was three and a half years older than my sister. Yeah. And I, did you guys get along? No. Well, okay. That's we weren't really a terrible friends. story. We weren't really friends in childhood. We're friends now. Oh, good. We're friends now. Yeah. And as we prepare for my, you know for my parents to move from their house where they've lived in for many years into their, you know, they're not going to, it's not a, it's like, it's like a retirement community thing. Right. It seems okay. like, Oh, we're, they're going through their part of that part of their life. Yeah. You know, it's nice to have a, it's nice to have a sibling. A sibling. So if I can, you know, make it a sad story again, that's yeah, what please. I'm, let's bring it down. That's what I'm but feeling right now. If people want to help you to make your own special, they need to go to, Tube. Tube dicks. Tube dicks. Tube dicks. Kira Sultanovich. <laughs> Go to tube dicks. Go to. Search for Kira. Uh, no, tube start. But they can find it. It's tube start. They can find it on, on my Facebook. And if they follow me on Twitter, I'm going to be posting it like a madman, like okay, a crazy and you're person. And you're on, Kira, on Twitter. What's yeah, your, Kira on, Comedy. Kira Comedy. And my website's Kira Comedy. Easy to remember. I'm trying to make it easy. I don't want people to spell Sultanovich. But yeah, but like my parents are getting older, right? And now Mm -hmm. I'm I'm freaking out. It's just me. It's just you. And my brother, if he he, if he was around, he'd have way more money than I have right now. (laughs) Did he have have money? He he did. Yeah, yeah. He would have had money. He would have. Did he have a wife or a? Yeah, she's a, she's she's a nightmare. Out. She's gonna a nightmare. Um, okay. Yeah, she's a terrible person. But um, he made a bad choice. T- just bad. Cho- they're awful. So, but he would have like it would have been his responsibility. Is what he I'm saying. You. Yeah. He w- we we would have done it together. We were mm-hmm. we were very much a solid team mm-hmm. when uh, they got divorced. You know, like my parents got divorced, and then my brother, it actually brought my brother oh, and I- Oh, boy, so you got to do two Wait. solo ones. You don't get to do, at least if you have two parents and they're still married, then when one, the first one dies, right. the other one helps you with that. But, but jokes on these two suckers, because they don't get along, and when they're both senile, I'm putting them in the same place. They're not going to know who the other person is. Wouldn't it be odd? Here's your screenplay, <laughs> and I know we can get Alan Arkin and some old lady. Yeah, I mean, some old White broad. Still alive? She's around. Right. So- this is the screenplay. These two, they've been married before, but now they're in the home, and they have just enough Alzheimer's that you, that their kid thinks that they can put them in the home together, right? and that they won't remember each other. Right. And they're playing along with it, even though at the same time they're falling in love with each other again. And then they get married. Oh, my and God. And one that's of them shits be- their diaper and dies. 
Don't give away the ending. Sorry. This is just the pitch. You gotta leave them hanging. Yeah, I'm sorry. One of them shits their diaper and you gotta watch it to find out what happens. And then what happens? And then well, who cleans it? Um, yeah, so so yes, that that's great that you have your sister to help with that transition because mm. I can't afford, my parents are screwed. Do they have, are they... Are they set or are they do they have your mom's they're, taking sending you off on spa days? Yeah, they're okay, they're yeah. fine. So you're not gonna you financially know. have to support them. Well, who knows? Eventually, my grandmother lived to 101. Yeah, dude, <laughs> 101. That's a toughie, and you're moving yeah. into your you're not 101. With your own apartment, making cup of soups. No, no, she, but she lived until about ninety five by herself, maybe ninety four. My what? My wife, who you met, her yes. her grandmother is alive, ninety six years old. Yeah, she lives on her own. On her own, jeez, that's amazing. She fell, she fell down going out to hang up her underwear on the wash line, and broke her hip, I think, two years ago. But she's back walking around, good as new. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. She's usually geez. a fall like that, and it's just, it's, they're no, done. No, that's the end. A splinter takes a 94-year-old out. No, but if you've got the, she loves being alive. Yeah. On a, on a On a completely adjusted for the simple pleasures kind of level of being alive. I feel like I know so many, you know, that's a problem, again, with younger people, is like the thing they need to, they think they need to, I need to be as famous as this, and I yeah. need to have this amount of money and drive this kind of car and go on vacations here and there and eat at the new expensive restaurant. It's like, you know, no, you don't. You need to go to your family and friend's house and have some cake and a glass yeah. of wine. Oh, that's the best. Be happy. Yes. Um, my, you know, people say like a positive outlook Positive thinking is what, you know, helps, Mm -hmm. you know, keep people alive and healthy for longer. My grandmother, who lived to 101, was the most negative person. (laughs) It's, I had a... The most curmudgeon-y curmudgeon. What's your secret? I fucking hate everything. Yeah, and she's just alive. Just Uh alive. Constantly alive. I had that, I had a grandmother, she didn't dislike everything, but... But I, I think that there was one of those just like sort of cranky and felt like life was hard and you had to be careful so you didn't make a mistake. And it just like every every little decision and day was fraught with, you know, disaster could happen if you just blew it on one small decision. Yeah. But she lived to be 90 something. And so so did my mom's sister, who's now passed away. But I think it's because they their lives were just so kind of cranky and not much going on that they just kept living because like there's got to be more to it than this i right. gotta get i can't die there's more complaining to be done be, no there's <laughs> just some the good thing must be going to happen right i can't believe it hasn't happened yeah i don't know if that was my grandmother's outlook it was mm-hmm. just more like i got more criticisms just fury just yeah. angry critical fury. you know she was born in 1911 or 1912 i can't remember now and she was born on a horse. <laughs> on a horse. On a horse. Like her mother was riding yeah. a horse. Yeah, and a baby and, and, fell and out a, of her. And a ba- yes. How can that be true? I don't ask me. This was Transylvania. It sounds like something out of uh, <laughs> this was like Romania. A Princess Bride type story. Uh, that's exactly like, it. This is the. This was. You know. I don't even know if it was even considered the Soviet Union a lot of at times that point. When the lady was about to have a baby, and <laughs> we didn't know, uh, you know, what to do to induce it, we would put her on the horse. 
You sound like Billy Crystal with best. Novocaine. I'm doing my best, but I wanted to try and do a little it accent was a great on, effort. on your show. It was a great effort. I got effort. subconscious about halfway through. She- <laughs> I'm better she- in bed with my wife when no yeah. one cares if I blow the accent. Yeah. Man, I, so oh good. Oh my God, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, she was born on a horse in the middle of nowhere, like Romania. So they say. Right. They and- said Her husband said, get on that horse and get the hell out of here. Don't come back until you've had the baby. I can see the the bumpiness of a horse helping your labor. Mm, sure. And then the last image my grandmother saw was looking at my iPhone. I was showing her a video of my kid's ass. You're under arrest. <laughs> what I had this video of him just running around like a lunatic naked. Uh-huh. So I showed her, like, here's your great-grandson. And he's just like, just, you know, his... Uh-huh. his What did she, did she his laugh? cash and prizes all over the place. Yeah. And she just, yeah, but imagine that's her life. Like, she has seen everything. She Born has seen horse-drawn horse, carriages and then yeah. iPhones. And here mm-hmm. she is at the end of her life, 101 years old, iPhones. Sure. And... Uh, it's a good finale. Who knows what we're going to get to see if we live to be That's 100. what I'm saying. You'll see, like, a little... A little ass in a hologram, an alien hologram. Right. I'm I, sure they'll be here by then. Well, I don't know. I I, I think eventually we're all going to download ourselves into the internet, right? Oh, and then we'll just live on porn start. Yeah, we'll we'll be constantly connected to all of the everything. We're going to know everything and so. experience everything all at the same time. Ah, uh, that's kind of a bummer. It sounds like a lot, but you're going to love it. <laughs> But will it help my special sell? How much are you going to sell it for? I don't know. I don't even know. You sort of have to sell it for a $5 download unless you want to be. Well, here's the thing. Do I really want to do a download or do I want to just sell it, you know, to Showtime again? Do I want to be on Showtime again or Netflix? Yeah, well, you can do, you want to do both. You want to sell it to Showtime if you can get Showtime to buy it. Yeah, of course. That's the, Mm -hmm. that's the plan. How many Twitter followers do you have? Oh God, what are you, a junior agent? No, but that's this is how they make these decisions. Though. Oh, f me! I don't know. Right? Is it a million? No. Is it a hundred thousand? No. Yeah. Oh, that's it. I'm done here. I don't even know. I'm going to look it up right no, now. You now don't you... have to know. But uh, but I'm saying that this this is how everybody makes decisions now. That sucks. It used to be. It used to be you go into enough. an agency and they would go, "You need to get on Facebook and you need to get on Twitter," and then you'd say to them. If only there were a way for you to know that I'm already doing that. Like, and now, now they figured out how to figure out if you're on there, and they figured out how to judge you based on how many followers you have, instead of like, look, this is the same. We're, I'm doing my creative thing. Yeah. Now, if you're telling me Why that instead of me doing creative, making writing funny things that people who are in the audience enjoy if you're saying instead of doing that what i need to do is get a million twitter followers then i can refocus my energy doing that that's not as much fun for me no although there are some people that have twitter careers because of only twitter Mm -hmm. and then they try to go and and fill a venue and they might be able to but then they can't sustain an audience for an hour i have sixteen thousand. is that a lot that's pretty good it's twice as many as i have How do you feel? I feel terrible. No, I feel really bad. Could just be hormones. (laughs) (laughs) So no one's done a comedy special pregnant. Best idea or the bestest idea? It's one of those two. I I definitely (laughs) think you're right about that. 
I definitely think you're right about that. Sandra Bernhardt did one uh, singing. She did like a singing special where she Mm -hmm. did all these cabaret songs and she was pregnant. But no one's done straight up stand up, just jokes. No, it's going to be great. So people can come to the actual show May, yes. t- May 10th. May 10th. I'm doing a show May 9th at the Improv on Melrose. How then... dare you? That's Mother's Day weekend. Is it? Yeah. Oh, really? So I'm already doing a show. I'm already. How can I go to the freaking Portland Festival when I've agreed to do this Mother's Day show? I think I said no to them before I okay. agreed to do the May 9th thing. Yeah. So Mother's Day is Sunday. You're doing the May 10th. Oh, so get I this. get it. I get it. You this get the brand. I'm branding. This is not an accident, Kira Sultanovich. Listen to what it is, though. This is you saying not only, <laughs> bitches, am I going to do a comedy special while I'm pregnant, I'm going to do it on Mother's Day because not only am I pregnant, I'm also a mother. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I um, asked the venue. I knew that I didn't want to go into my third trimester and, to, and be on stage because that's just then you're huffing and puffing. You got to stop to get a snack, and you got to mm-hmm. sit down in the middle of your set. I, I did stand up up until five days before I delivered my first kid, mm-hmm. so I know how exhausting it is. Sure, and I'm a little bit high energy. So I, I asked the the club, the venue, and I said, "Here's what I would like to do: the first either the last week in April or the first week in May or something like that and he goes I'm so sorry I'm I'm booked every night except for Sunday May 10th and that's Mother's Day is that crazy or what and that's when you knew it was a magic I gotta moment. get pregnant so you're gonna have an <laughs> audience full of people with their moms right I mean yes it doesn't oh. have to be it could great. be dudes and, and full how big of is, how big is the place 500 that's perfect. It seats 500. We don't want 500 because we need to make room for no, who four does? cameras. No, no, no. But seriously, we need to make room no, for cameras. So if we have 400, I'll be thrilled. Do you do one show, two shows? I'm doing only one show. One show is how I did the uh, the first of my two. And what did and you I, think? Well, you know, I was in touch with uh, on line with Aisha Tyler, who I only knew a little bit, but another Bay Area person. Went to my high school. And she really gave me some supportive feedback about the one thing is, you know, you go up and... Because if you do two, and I did two for my second one, one show is the best show and the other show is not the best show. And so you're only going to do one show anyway. And it's a lot of pressure to try and... You know, not only are you trying to do a great show for the audience that shows up, but you're also trying to sell tickets to the great show that people yeah. are going to be seeing. Yeah. And so you, you kind of simplify that second job and just do one show and then focus on that first job, which is doing a great show. And yeah. then you nail it, and it's in the can, and then you're you're home and hosed. So let me ask you, home and hosed? It's a horse thing. That sounds yeah. sexy. Let me ask you a question. You brought it up earlier. Is it okay if I recycle some, if I change them around a little bit? Some jokes from my first pregnancy? But are they not in your other special? No. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Okay, I mean, okay. I sort of feel like that's exactly the kind of question... That whoever put that in your head can should go take a time out <laughs> because I, I I feel like look these, these are your these are your jokes you wrote this stuff yeah and the question is are the people who show up on that night going to be able to tell oh this is stuff from the other thing and this is fresh and this is old and no. they're not they're no. not going to know it's that. going to be a comedy nerd fact, that researches jokes, <laughs> those jokes that you put in there are only going to make what you're the 
they're going to make everything better. Right. So yes, you should yeah. absolutely do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should absolutely do that. No, I've written some new stuff just for this special because I just started scrambling when I knew I wanted to, mm-hmm. I found out I was pregnant and then I knew, oh no, now I really do need to shoot my special this year mm-hmm. because I don't want to have a kid and then have this newborn and then all of a sudden go, well, time to get back into comedy right. mode. I so want to just enjoy. you get pregnant, you say, I need to go to the wine bar, see if I can meet a director. <laughs> I wish it went like that. that no. That was job one. That was a year ago I met the director. And you, when you're pregnant, you would not have a glass of wine. Unfortunately, no. I'm they say, so doctors, square. Doctors say you could. They say you can. They say you can have coffee every day. But you 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 passed on coffee when you got and here. I'm an addict. I love coffee. I, so you, I, are you no coffee the whole pregnancy then? Um, here's what I'm allowing myself. My doctor mm-hmm. said you can have a cup a day. Mm-hmm. I am doing a cup a week. <laughs> Go get one of those big, you know, that <laughs> most ridiculous yeah. mug, novelty you get mug, Seven Eleven. Um, I'm doing a um, just one little cup a mm-hmm. week. I didn't with my first pregnancy at all. A week? One cup of coffee a week seems I know. like it's, it's like, like a little... that defeats the purpose of... I know. You want to have your coffee in the morning when you wake I up. I love mm, coffee. Oh coffee. my God, so I love it. I'm doing it on Saturdays with my husband. We sit down. It's our time. We both have a cup of coffee. It's my little treat. It's like The a... kid gets a little high, a little buzz going. Yeah, sure. I don't think the kid notices the coffee, nah, do you? probably not. But no, I know people drink wine. I know people do a lot of things. Look, there are some people who look at me and go, I can't believe you're doing stand-up. Most people, when they're pre- most women, I should say, when they're pregnant, are putting like the headphones on the belly and playing classical music, and, and they're meditating, and they're connecting through the placenta. I'm telling dick jokes. This kid, all this kid hears are dick jokes on a daily basis. But that's the first baby when they're doing that headphone thing. The second yeah, baby. Yeah, the second baby. No. It's good for this baby to hear some dick jokes. Then Look, they should be able to close the show my, at that <laughs> gig that you did. My fear is I don't want people to think that now I'm a prop comic. That you need to... Because I'm on stage know. pregnant. Look, if you were to come up to me, you know, uh, in a year and say, Jake, listen, the shows aren't going the way that I like them to go. And so what I'm going to do is put on a pregnant suit. Right. So that I can always appear to be pregnant. Always. In my act. Just, I would say... You know what I think? Why don't let's sit down and brainstorm some new jokes for you? Because that's not good. And then you would steal that idea, you son of a bitch. I'm already performing in a pregnant suit. I don't just, <laughs> uh, I don't do colleges anymore, but I do a lot of these breastfeeding workshops yeah. around the country. And I find that I, my credibility goes way up if they think I'm a lady. And I so, got kicked out of La Leche League. You did? Do you know what that is? Yes, it's, it's the a, breastfeeding club yeah. for mes- Mexican ladies. Yes, and uh, they they um, they jump you in like any gang. <laughs> you know, they beat. They just a lot of people have miscarriages when they're getting jumped into the leche league. And so I had my my kid, and he was you know two three months old, and everyone sits in a circle. Have mm-hmm. you ever been to one or seen one? And all the tops are off, right? Because you have to like mm-hmm. talk about what you're going through, and you get support, and, and you like I'm having trouble with this boob, and my right boob's not. He's not latching on, oh and we're God. all topless. Is this, is this on leche tube? <laughs> <laughs> Porn leche. And uh, and I go, hey, ladies, this is the closest I've been to an orgy. How about you? Out. They threw you out for that? <laughs> no. You, but yes. They just ostracized you. Did they ask you to leave? I mean, they didn't physically pick me up. 
Uh-huh. And but if, you know, I could see if you were a dude like you brought your husband and he said that, <laughs> then they'd be like, "Okay, you two are but out." I'm a comic, but, so I'm half dude already. Yeah. And but you're you not know, allowed to say that? Well, look, when you're when you're a stand-up, you forget going back to the civilian the civilian friend thing. Yeah, they you don't have them over get and they it. Go. They don't get it sometimes. You just want a laugh. You just want to have a good time. You mm-hmm. just want to, you know, hey, this was a funny thing to say in the moment. You want to yeah. riff in daily yeah. life? Yeah, sure you no. do. Well, you want to laugh and have fun. No. That's the trick of making they friends that it. aren't comedians is you got to find people right. who've got a sense of humor where they can handle it. Yeah. Or who think that you're just so outrageously ridiculous that it's awesome to be around you. Right. Just don't make lactation jokes with a bunch of hippies in the valley. That wasn't a lactation joke. That was an orgy joke. True. That was a breastfeeding is sexual joke, which is kind of out of that's i think that's the big controversy with all these people who can't take yeah, it yeah. when a lady wants to breastfeed is like you're turning me on with your boob you know uh, yeah I it wasn't you and your boob right i'm trying to get i'm on the bus going to work look i i understand i understand when people get uncomfortable but if a woman is covered up mm-hmm. then it's fine i get it i have seen chicks who just in public we're all hanging out at a barbecue. She's breastfeeding her kid. Her kid is done. You know how a kid just like pops off. They're done. And she's still sitting there nipple to the wind. That, that, like for a few minutes? Yeah. Mean? Feels good. You like to air them out, right? <laughs> oh, that's what I'm assuming. You know, I get it. I'm, all, I'm not uncomfortable by it. I don't think it's mm-hmm. sexual. But I'm just kind of like, come on. Like you... You don't have to do We're all just having a burger here. Like, put yeah. your burger away. What are you trying to prove is my question. Yeah. What, maybe what that's message my, do you think you're Maybe sending? that's my problem. I hang up with her. Yeah. yeah. Her. Like you. I, there's a specific, a specific one I'm lady. thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Who keeps doing it. Yeah. She's doing it on purpose. So this is not a problem that you think someone else has with her. This is a problem <laughs> that you have with her. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. And maybe it's the closest I've been to a, a to lesbian. An orgy. That, an orgy. Maybe that's what you need to say to her to get her to cut it out. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you're doing this on purpose, but I'm into you. <laughs> Message received. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the left one is talking to me, even when your top is on. Well, you know how scary nipples look after breastfeeding. They're frightening. Your whole body as a woman, I feel like, goes through this transformation that as an observer is startling. <laughs> you know, when my wife was pregnant and her body yeah. was doing some crazy stuff, yeah. like, I can't even tell you the um, fleet enema story that my wife has forbidden me to tell. Of course you shouldn't. But, uh, but how does it start again? It to say that I saw some things that I cannot unsee. Yeah. And, uh, and that happened to her. So I was just watching it. I mean, to be inside of your body and to see it turn into a whole nother thing to support this new person. Yeah. And then to and then to turn into once the person is outside of you, to turn into a thing to further support that person. Yeah. And then to gradually turn back into you again. Who's must gonna be give amazing, her right? husband blowjobs. <laughs> if he's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I remember looking at my husband in his eyes after mm-hmm. I had my kid. Our kid, sorry. It's ours, whatever. Yeah. It's, and I he remember, knows it's yours. He knows. I mean, I know that our daughter belongs yeah. to my wife, but yeah, but you know, we we humor you guys. It makes everybody feel better by me saying "ours." Sure, I looked him in the eyes, and I knew what he had seen. 
mm-hmm. you know, and I just, I looked at him and I said, are we good? <laughs> right after the baby yeah. was born. Can we get past this? Mm-hmm. And are what did you he go- say? You know, visibly shaken. Of mm-hmm. course, again, he saw like what you said, you mm-hmm. can't unsee it. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, we're good. Did he, did you have the, uh, I can, we're comedians, so we can ask each other. Did you have sure. the baby right out of your vagina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like to talk about my vagina a lot. <laughs> no, I know, because you get a lot of guff about it. <laughs> but as a white man, feel free. You can. Yes, I, I had a it. vagina, I would talk about it all the time. Would you? I don't talk about my penis that much, or maybe maybe people think that I do, but I don't think that I talk about it too much, but that's a white person. How could I, <laughs> as a white man, how could I even know you when can't. I'm talking about my penis you too can't. much? I can't. can't. I depend on a panel of lesbians. <sighs> I send them my special. They send me back a little, it's a one-page summary. I pay them $1,000, and they tell me that's about enough about your penis, or this Look, is okay. Jake, I've been meaning to tell you this. I think your penis is great. I don't know what those other people's You've problems are. You've never seen it. I, but I've Google imaged you. have heard you. about it. The I word have, on the street. I did research. Word on the street. Someday that's going to be the case. You oh. know, now these these people who these young people who've gone through their childhood with camera phones and whatnot, yeah. there's going to be pictures. There, One day there will be a president where you can just go online and look at that person's genitals. And first I was going to say that person, that guy's penis, but I didn't want to say that because I, I believe, you believe that someday mm-hmm. a woman will be elected president and we will be able to look at a picture of her vagina and not because of some kind of entitled white male bullshit, because of equality. That's what I'm talking about. Some angry TSA employee is going to leak all of those photos where they scan. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of your junk. You have got to be so horny yeah. to think that those are sexy. I am. Right. <laughs> you know what Is kind of happen- hormones are coursing through my oh body my right now? My wife went through a period when she was pregnant yeah. Yeah. where it was like she wanted to have sex and it was weird yeah of course I mean great great I'm into it I love her and I was totally into it honestly were you was it okay yes it was completely are you kidding as a guy as a white man (laughs) the idea of having Uh, of having sex with someone who's into it is so great no pregnant hmm pregnant yeah no I was you're okay to me it was just like oh this lady okay I this lady, this lady, like she's some random no, person is no. paying you $4,000. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I forgot that I've opened that door. Yeah. I just threw 4000 out, too. What if I talk to my wife and she goes, no, this is, I'm okay. Where did you throw it? I'll go be. get it. No, I said I just said 4000 oh, oh, off the top of my head. I, I could have, you know, if I talk to my wife, she might say, look, I'm okay with this, but it's got to be twelve. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's why that's, we have spouses to negotiate. She keeps jacking up the price because yeah. she thinks that, no, there's not going to be a taker. You know, But yeah. eventually the price gets high enough. It's like all I need is one. Well. And boom, I'm set. If you I'm put it on. a couple million dollars away from being set for life. A couple million? Yeah, right now. <laughs> put it on you. You start. I wanted to do. Now, I would feel better about doing my next special. I think I will try and do a crowdfund thing because. Um, because this most recent one, like I said, for whatever reason, it didn't sell on Showtime or Netflix or any of the other right. ones. Would say, and it's not that that's not 
ever going to happen because it may... Is it a $5 download now? But it's a $5 download. Okay. And I've got the DVD and it's a DVD CD packet that I'm selling, I think, for 25 online or 20 at shows. And so, you know, I'll make my money back yeah. eventually. It just is a long time standing at a table. What's it called? It's called Pictures of My Dinner. Okay. Because there was a bit in there about people who take pictures of their dinner and put it on Facebook. Got it. So That's why it's not it was, selling. Okay, it's a bad title. <laughs> I should have called it My Vagina is Awesome. <laughs> and that's what I think you should call your special. I need, an, I need a name. I'm more concerned about naming my special than I am about this kid. Do you know the kid's name? Don't say No. It. Yeah. We don't know yet. Yeah, don't but, tell anyone your kid name. You know that, right? No, we don't. Because someone would be like, oh, I was molested by a guy named Henry. Or they love to tell you, like, really? I don't think that's a good name. And then yeah. you go, no, I'm telling you the name that we're actually going to name our kids. So now for right. the rest of that kid's life, yeah. which is the rest of my life, right. you're going to have to be the guy who said this was a bad name. No, no, we don't. We didn't tell anybody. Yeah, don't tell um, But what was your other special that you did a couple years ago? What was that one called? I Love You. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So That's sweet. I don't know. This one, I, I don't know what the title's going to be. I'm taking suggestions. Well, this is just first off, but uh, Baby Mama. <laughs> I don't Baby, know if there... If, there was a movie, Baby Mama with Tina Fey, uh-huh. Amy Poehler. I, Baby I, Mama 2. I, <laughs> it's fair, right? Because this is your second kid. You see what I'm That's saying? That's true. I do a Fuck blog. Tina Fey. Um, not a, really. She's awesome. She's fantastic. And so is Amy Poehler. And they're my heroes. Yeah. Um, Whose heroes aren't they? I read her book, and in her book, it's like if she even said something like, "If you're a dude who's reading this book, you know what's wrong with you." And I felt like, look, I, I paid for it. I'm allowed to read it. Which one, Bossy Pants? Yeah. Did she write another one? No, but I didn't know because just like a Amy, white guy wouldn't know about her other book. Wouldn't you don't yeah. care? Amy Poehler wrote a great book too, so I suggest. Oh, Lucky something. Yeah. Or, Right. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I forgot what it's called now. Um, I have a bit where my kid calls me a nice lady. Uh huh. So I thought about calling the special "I'm a nice lady." Uh huh. It's does it's not funny now because you don't know the bit, but it's a funny bit. What about nice lady mama? <laughs> you just want to throw mama in there. <laughs> yes, I do. I have a blog called Drama for Your Mama. Uh huh. But I don't like writing. Blog. I know from the eighties. I know. Um or. Naming my special, I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah. Which I was told a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. That was an old school thing. Yeah. And it's complete ridiculous. Like, I already have something to cry I know, about. I'm, That's I'm what good. I'm crying about a thing that I have yeah, to cry about. But I'll give you something to cry about. So what they really mean is what you're crying about is not good enough. Yeah. I'll beat you, is what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which, gonna, which my parents followed through with. I'm going to punch you happy. <laughs> hey. Yeah. That's a good one. Punch you happy or I'm going to punch you I'm going to punch you happy. I think you need to put Mm -hmm. the, yeah, the pronoun in it. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard. It's tricky. So we'll see. It is. Naming a a special is a big, it's a a tricky thing. Yeah. So that's it, right? Yeah. I feel like we did it. I think we did it. we did it? I I mean, it's so nice of you to come over to my house and be on my podcast, which doesn't have a theme. I wish it had a theme. But it's just sort of hanging out. Now, do you have this experience? Because here's how I feel, mm-hmm. and I just want to have a little debrief at the end of the podcast now, which is not something that I usually do, but it's so nice of you to come over. And, and uh, 
I feel like it started off and I thought, was this really the beginning of the thing? And then, and then it's like, boy, is it getting going? And then, and then I felt like, man, we're really, this is now we're doing it. But can I edit that first part out? And then I thought, well, no, I don't think you can. I feel like you need that lift off. But yeah. that's the beauty of podcasts, really, isn't it? Yeah. That they're sort of conversational and they kind of. Look, I think you were funny. I thought you were I funny. don't know what the listeners' problems are. <laughs> yeah. This is a good podcast. I don't know what the listeners' problems are. I don't know what their problems are. That's, it's, you were, I thought you were good. Do you think we talked about my vagina too much? Um, no. No. Okay. No. Well, usually I'd, I'd invite you out for lunch after the podcast, but you came late and you got to get back to the valley before the I came hour. late. I was right on time. No, but one o'clock. Oh, I usually see. Usually for the lunch, for the podcast and then lunch, it's 11 o'clock. <laughs> We're 11 o'clock. I, I wish you would have told me. I could have told you. You totally could have told me. I think I, I suggested what? 11 to 3 window and you decided on one. Right in the I middle. Thought, Here's what I thought also, because we don't know each other that well. I oh, thought, for crying you know, out loud. you're a busy person mm-hmm. and you don't have time to be coming out here and hanging out and having lunch. And but you're right. I am right. I got a comedy special to fund. I'll tell you what. Why don't you come back after the special when you're trying to get people to buy it for five dollars <laughs> and uh, then I'll buy you lunch. OK. OK. Perfect. Perfect. Do you see how that works, ladies and gentlemen? I get Kira to do two podcasts for the price of one lunch. That's how you do. That's how the white man rolls, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, I'm so grateful to Kira for coming over to be on the podcast. She's so much fun to talk to. I wish we could be friends, but she lives on the other side of town, and so let's face it, we're from two different worlds. She and I. Anyway, it was my pleasure. You got to check out her website, check out her comedy. I think she, yeah, so it's on Tube Start, the Kira Soltanovich one hour comedy special. And you can go to, um, oh my God, you can go to her website, kiracomedy.com, K I R A comedy.com. There you can find out how to spell her name for when you're searching on the Tube Start website. <laughs> and then there, there was another way. To, to wind up there also but look who do you have time for all of this i i do i mean i've already done it i've already done a lot of the searching and helping for you but uh, please please help kira she's awesome and she's very funny check out her comedy check out her podcast check yourself out in the mirror and remind yourself how awesome you are at least once a day don't give up there'll be plenty of time to give up later you're beautiful you're sexy. I'm going to New Orleans where everybody's beautiful and sexy, even people who aren't beautiful or sexy feel sexy when they're in New Orleans. So my advice to you is to go there every chance you can get and uh, book your ticket to London. What else can I tell you? What else can I tell you? Next week's episode is going to be me airing an episode of my friend uh, Matt Weinholt's podcast. It's not just his podcast, but it's called Monster Party. And it's pretty funny. We talked about time travel uh, with his regular hosts and his wife. And I think you will enjoy that next week while I am enjoying myself upside down on a dirty carpet somewhere near the Mississippi River. Peace out.